you're listening to Orgasmic Relationships, a podcast designed to show women how to create deep, passionate, soul-stirring relationships. Each week, we will discuss topics ranging from dating, situationships, marriage, divorce, and everything in between. So if you're ready to transform your love life and shift your perspective about what's really possible for you, you're in the right place. Hi there, ladies, and welcome to another episode of Orgasmic Relationships. I am your host, Sharika Matthews, life coach and relationship expert. So I have some breaking news for you today. And for some people, this may come as an absolute shock. I know when I learned about this myself, it was really shocking for me. So are you ready? You are not perfect. (laughs) None of us are. This means that we all have made mistakes and missteps in dating and in our relationships. But just because you have made a mistake or even a series of mistakes, that doesn't mean that you are doomed to repeat that pattern or to continue experiencing the hurt, the shame, the, the, the embarrassment of the mistakes that you've made. And just because you've gone through a divorce or a really rough breakup with someone you you thought you would spend the rest of your life with, that doesn't mean that you're a failure. Let me repeat that. You are not a failure. You did not fail. It doesn't matter if you've gone through a divorce. It doesn't matter if you've had children with men who are absent. It doesn't even mean, it doesn't even matter if you stayed in a relationship that was toxic or unhealthy for way too long. None of that stuff matters. But let's be real though. I know that we know this in our brains. But I've seen way too many women, especially mature, high-achieving women, get bogged down with, attached to, and held back by the relationship mistakes of the past. And to help you get unstuck and really unyoked from those mistakes of the past, I have invited Ms. Kimberly Versillo to the conversation with us today. As a certified life coach with an educational background in psychology and counseling, Kimberly has a solid foundation for understanding human behavior and the tools to support others in their growth. Kimberly's sole purpose in life is to become the very best version of herself and to continue to help others grow in heart and wisdom so that everyone can have the same experience. Her belief system is that we all have the capacity to grow and that the mistakes or poor decisions along the way are lessons on the journey to awakening. And she is passionate about helping others step into their full potential as a human to live open-hearted without fear so that they can love and laugh along the way. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you for for being on the show today. Oh, I am so excited to be here, Sharika, and thank you so much for inviting me. As you know, we, we had we had talked a little bit previously um, before jumping on here, and I think you and I are so aligned in our passion for helping people, but also we're so curious about why people behave yes. in the way they behave and make the decisions that they make and you know, feel the feelings that they feel. And, and, and it's so, such a fun space to be in. You know, I always think of coaching for myself, since you're a fellow life coach as well, 
I always think, oh, this is fun. Like, let's discover some stuff. Like, it's not like lay on yeah. the couch and get all serious and here's a box of tissues. You know, it's like, ooh, right. let's, let's dive in. Let's see what's happening, right. you know? And let's uh, see what we can discover today. It's all about discovery and curiosity. And it should be kind of fun. I mean, you are your own best subject, right? You know you Absolutely. better than anything, you know? So diving into peel away those layers of yourself that maybe you don't really realize it's it's just really it's really a fun thing to do absolutely i'm so in agreement with that and it's so funny because oftentimes when when we talk about self-discovery and healing and just really uncovering different parts of ourselves for some it feels so scary but in reality it's it's a journey into the deep waters of yourself you and, and and when when I encounter people who feel this fear of uncovering or discovering deeper parts of themselves, it's because they don't feel safe within themselves. And that's one of the biggest shifts that they can make. I would agree with you 100%. Uh, it's a scary if, you know, so it's, it, here's the thing, it's like, well, what if I discover something that I don't like, then what? Like, I just want to live in my blissful ignorance. That's so much more peaceful. You know, so I, I think the the biggest decision that has to be made is, are you excited about going on the journey of making your life the best it possibly can be? Because it's a conscious journey. It, it's not just yeah. you wake up and, you know, just you're on the journey. Like that's not right. what happens. Typically we right. all wake up, you know, these beautiful little souls, these little children being programmed. And I don't mean this in a negative way, but we're all being programmed by our society and our parents and our whatever. Mm-hmm. And we you know, then we get to this adulthood and we're like carrying our bag of whatever, our childhood trauma or whatever we're carrying along with us from, from growing up. And then we're like on the hamster wheel. Typically mm-hmm. we just jump right onto the hamster wheel and just start living life and not thinking about what do I want my life to look like? You know, yeah. it's, it's, we kind of just get freaking busy. Yeah. We just get busy get and then busy we lose track down. and time just goes by. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, like we talked about, I'm not happy. I feel stuck. Uh, how did I end up here? You know, and, and you never took the time to sort of go back and sort of have a plan have have a have a roadmap kind of decide what your journey was going to be about the consciously living the journey i guess that's what i'm trying to say are we consciously living our journey uh with intention or are we on the hamster wheel just going and then once in a while we get off and go what am i doing so you, you got to kind of establish where you are yeah and yeah, if, absolutely. yeah and if you don't want to do the discovery you don't want to be on the journey that's fine i mean you don't have yeah. to there, nobody in life says you got to go through this through this particular lifetime, um, learning all, you know, all, everything that you're supposed to be here to learn. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But um, that's your choice. Absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, sometimes we are shocked into this self-discovery path, right? Like in the realms of, in the realm of the conversation of relationships, sometimes when we have experienced a hurt or a betrayal, we are kind of shocked out of that hamster wheel because we're like, oh, 
I was supposed to have been married by 40 years old. I was supposed to have 2.5 kids, one on the way to college by the time I was 43. Why am I still single? Why did this guy cheat on me five years ago? And all these questions and hurts and, and feelings are, are coming up. And so... And so you're you're almost forced, if you will, to kind of snap out of that daydream, snap out of the the checklist and the supposed to be's and supposed to have that a lot of us, I'm going to call us high achieving women, have for ourselves. And we're like, okay, what's really going on here? And in the attempt, in the pursuit to number one, protect our hearts. Or number two, get back to something that feels familiar. We end up holding on to, attaching to, identifying with the hurt, the pain, the disappointment, even the, I'm going to call it shame and embarrassment. um, Because that's something I could personally identify with. I went through, um, I'm going to call it traumatic experience in relationships and in life, like all at one time. And that, let me tell you something, shame had a stronghold on me. Shame and embarrassment, it had a stronghold on how I viewed myself, how I viewed relationships, and how I view life. And I realized that many women experience the same thing. But I love, love, love this quote you said in your bio, where you say you have this belief, belief system that we all have the capacity to grow and that the mistakes and poor decisions along the way are lessons to the journey of awakening. And I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. I think when I was in the midst of that season in my life, I kept thinking I made a poor decision. I chose to date this guy. I chose to be in relationship with this guy. And so the hurt, the pain, the disruption I experienced in my life is all my fault. So I am not good at making decisions. And And I I held on to that for a long time. So we go into victim mode and we go into, uh, you know, it's either we're, we're too, we're, either blame the other person or we blame ourselves, or we say, you know, maybe it was a combination of both. But I, I think we're really hard on ourselves. All of us, you know, um, who are, you know, I'm going to go with high achieving women, people who are thoughtful, people who are conscious, people who are really trying to unpack their lives and their, and their feelings and their emotions and trying to make good decisions. I think we are somewhat hard on ourselves in terms of what you went back and said, guess what, everybody, we're not perfect. So if we, we're not and we're not supposed to be i know but we think we are girl (laughs) i mean i gave up perfectionism a long time ago like that that is just boring like i think if everybody's walking around totally perfect like how boring would life be you know it's stressful trying to be perfect let me tell you it's stressful it's boring just and i don't want to be with somebody who's perfect i want to live and laugh in our imperfections Exactly. I mean, that's where the funny shit is, right? Is when we're showing up just goofy and weird and making mistakes and going on what I was thinking and like, but, yeah. but it's really important that, that in order to live joyfully when there is pain, um, yeah. is that we have to accept that this is just part of the journey. And I always think about whenever I'm in a season of pain, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I always think, how can I get out of this as quickly as possible? Like, yep. I don't like living here because this doesn't feel good. And there are different, you know, ways that people get out of the pain. Some people bathe in it. 
like they're in their bucket of pain and they're rubbing it all over and they're just like <laughs> I'm like life is terrible and they're just in it. They're in their hole. And yeah. they 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 heal in their hole. And this is really interesting cuz my daughter and I um I learned this lesson with my daughter because I kept saying, "Girl, like let's get our shit together and let's get out of the hole. Like, like this, that hole is not a good place to live. And she's, she taught me that in the hole is where she heals. She needs to spend time bathing in all of it where I learned that like, just because I don't heal that way, I heal with, okay, I get to business. I get right to work. I'm like, what happened? Where were the mistakes made? What are the lessons? Let's keep it moving, girl. Like that's me because I want to get back to feeling good in a high vibrating energy as quickly as possible and take the appropriate amount of time to do the work, but not stay there too long. Yeah. That's a good point though, that sometimes we heal differently and we may heal in different space. I've never actually thought about that before because like you said, we'd want to get out of that hole as quickly as possible. But if you, like your daughter, have a healing process while you're in a hole, I imagine it probably helps you get out of the hole quicker, quickly or just as quickly as someone who is more cerebral and wants to ask the questions, what, when, why, how, how can I prevent this from happening again? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, and I think we have to respect you know, whatever process you have, we need to respect each other's process of, of, of coming to that place of, of light again, right? Mm-hmm. Of I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to get through this. And, and, you know, I thought she was just sitting down there in her hole stuck and just yeah. being lazy in a, in a bit about, you know, doing it and just, but she really taught me that great lesson. I've taken that with that lesson with me as I coach is you have to respect everyone's process of how they're going to move through their season of pain, disappointment, sadness, loss, grief, shame, all those things. Right. And I Mm -hmm. want to get back to what you said in terms of, you know, you spent a lot of time in your season, just feeling so ashamed and so embarrassed and so disappointed in yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we all do. I think we all do that unless we're in a situation where we clearly can see that it wasn't us. Right. It's not me. Mm-hmm. It's you. Right. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> right. I'm not, owning, I'm not owning this shit. Okay. Right. I own my, my shit all the time. <laughs> I own my shit. And, but there are some times where it's like, I know this is not my shit and this is 100% right. my shit. And I'm like, thank you for showing me so quickly that right. this, we are not aligned. And so goodbye. Right? right. So I think sometimes we have to realize that sometimes in our pursuit of finding the right romantic relationship, we'll keep it in the romantic relationships right now, is that sometimes we, <laughs> I always say, I can't see the red flags because the big red flags in the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can't see past, past the big red flag. I'm trying to look, I don't see anything. Right. So we, we, we think that something is meant for us because it feels a particular way or, or it's, or it's fitting a particular need that we have at the time. But I guarantee you girl, after Mm -hmm. a bad situation a bad relationship ends can't we all go back and go oh there were so many signs yeah and i ignored them i ignored the signs for whatever reason and that's okay 
at that point in your life, you were focused on other things. So mm-hmm. now here's the most important thing in relationships. Once you get out of a relationship, you must take the time to, and I don't care if it's a relationship that lasted for 60 days or six years, or my, I was married for 20 years. Um, you have to take the time to say, okay, what was I supposed to learn about myself in that relationship? It was here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get the lesson, the lesson mm. will come visit you again. Yeah. She'll yeah. come knocking on your doorstep and go, oh, you didn't get it that time? Here it is again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if you can get it this time. And you're like, that's p- people say they're repeating patterns of behavior because you yeah. didn't get the lesson. So the universe is going to just keep sending, okay, well, we're supposed to get this lesson. We, we can't move forward until you get this. So we're going to keep yeah. trying in different ways. So I think that's the critical piece is to really just take the time to go, okay, so what was that relationship about? What, where did I see red flags that I ignored? Why did I ignore them? What was that saying about me? Um, yeah. And there's a yeah. lot of unpacking to do. And then once you kind of come to that conclusion of, okay, I got it. I, I, I get it. I made these mistakes. And now I need to be very conscious about not making those mistakes again. You can make other mistakes that we'll learn. But, yeah. but we won't want to re- continue to repeat the pattern of the same mistake because that's just the definition of being insane, right? Doing the same thing over right. and over again and expecting a different result. So, so I think and that's really important. In that too, because sometimes it's not always about repeating mistakes. So I, I just had this conversation yesterday with a friend of mine, and sometimes relationships are here to reveal the parts of you that needs to be healed. And that could be the sole purpose of it. It doesn't mean that that person's job is to trigger all of your trauma responses. That doesn't mean that. But when I am around you and I start to feel this sense of uh, not good enoughness about myself when I'm around you, then that's a part of me that I need to heal. And he may do things that trigger more of that I don't feel good enoughness about myself, but that's still my stuff to heal. And if you begin to experience this in every relationship, that may not be the man's issue. Correct. That could clearly be the part of you you haven't recognized you need to heal. Because what I also see is that some women begin to say, oh, all men are dogs. Men don't respect women. Men only want one thing. When the reality is you only experience that because you haven't recognized that God is trying to show you need to heal this part of yourself before you can experience that true deep love that you that you desire. I 100% agree with you. And I really believe that a lot of that healing really needs to be done before we get into a serious relationship. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. sometimes some traumas are revealed through relationships and we didn't really know we had them because they were stuffed down, repressed, um, and whatnot. So we didn't really deal with them. And then all of a sudden they, you know, pop up in a relationship because they were triggered by a particular relationship. Well, that's probably the reason why this relationship has come across your path, right? It's time to heal this wound. And now it's, I recognize it in the middle of this, of this relationship that, Oh wow. Let's just take that. For example, I don't feel good enough, you know? So, the key there is now we have to do the work while in a relationship mm-hmm. and how do we f- get to a point with our partner 
that is like healthy and like vulnerable and honest and say, Hey babe, I've, I'm realizing that like, I'm feeling really insecure in this relationship and I'm starting to feel like I'm not good enough. And that's not really how I want to feel. And I need to, to take some time to work through this. Will you support me as I work through this? Right. And, and if they say, absolutely, you know, I will, then that's awesome because you have a supportive person who cares enough about you to help you become a better version of yourself. But if, if they're somebody who's not really interested in hanging out while you get better, they're not for you anyway. Thank you for, thank you for coming by. Thank you for uh, um, showing me that I have some work. And if you're not here right now to help to support me through it, then you're not here to support me through it. And bye-bye. Right. You just got to call right. it. Yeah. Yeah. You and know? that takes courage. A lot of courage. That takes courage. Because sometimes we are so afraid of loss. We're afraid that, what is it, the fear of missing out? Well, you know, if I take a step back and do the work that I need to do, what if he leaves me? What if I'll be alone after I do this? What if I never get married? What if I never have children? We get we we sometimes create our own spirals because of that fear from that we mentioned in the very beginning. And and all of that does is keeping us stuck in the same mental space, the same emotional space, and same spiritual space. And if you're stuck in those spaces because of that fear, you'll never actually get a chance to do the healing work. Exactly. You'll never actually get a chance to grow into the person who can receive healthy love. And the first healthy love starts with love for ourselves, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I know who I am and I know my value and my worth. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. As we said, it's not a goal. Uh, if I look around the world and I try to compare myself to everybody, you know, that's, that's just ridiculous because we are all unique little snowflakes out in this world. But my yeah. person... Or my people. I don't think there's just one person for everybody. So the person or persons that are meant for me, the man that is meant for me, in this case for me, but this can be female, females, men, men, any, any romantic right. relationships. The person that's meant for you won't leave you when you're working through stuff. Yeah. They're not, that's not what they're going to do. They're there to love you and support you and care about you and that's who they're going to show up as. So when you start, when we start to worry, like, well, what if he doesn't stay? What if he finds out about this? What, and, and then he doesn't like that and he leaves, then he's not for you, sis. Yeah, it's very simple. It's simple. <laughs> he's not for you. <laughs> I don't care how fine he is, how much money he has or how accomplished he is. If he's not willing to support you, then what are y'all doing? Then what are you doing? Like this, this is the, you know, this is like the beginning of supposedly what's supposed to be for the rest of our lives. And you can't even show up and support me in one season of, of, of difficulty. Get the hell out of here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you there's, know, we're we, expected to, to, you know, or not expect. I think we all well, expect. We put, we, right. We, we sometimes hold ourselves to this high standard of being there for everybody else. We hold ourselves to this high standard. I have to hold my man down that I have to be with him through thick and thin, but then we don't 
we, we may expect that in return, but then we give people a pass for not giving us that in return. We'll still sacrifice ourselves, our happiness, our well-being to be everything to everybody else. And that goes back to what you said. It starts with a healthy love for self. Healthy love for self. And let me just tell you, and this is gonna, I'm going to take a little side road really quick, but we'll bring it back. Um, okay. I think the most important thing to recognize is... <laughs> We have to have such great communication with our partner. We cannot expect... Women do this thing all the time where they just... The man should just know. (laughs) Are you kidding me? The man knows a couple of basic things. And I'm not... I love men. But let's be honest. They They don't get emotional and have all these feelings that women have. They don't get all drama the way women do. And they don't... They like... Basically, you know, men are very simple creatures, right? You want to know, like, I, I, I think, like, lately I've seen more men who are emotional and more men who, and, and, and they're, they're, the way they experience their emotions are definitely, is definitely different than how women experience their emotions. So I'm not equating the two. Right. But I am starting to see a generation of men, an age of men who are are more aware of their emotions which is amazing are, which is fantastic it is amazing, but they don't know what to do with it exactly <laughs> so that creates drama that creates arguments <laughs> and but i think your point is i don't think anyone has nurtured them or taught them how to manage their emotions or manage their thoughts and communicate in a way that's healthy. I think that's... That's it. You hit it right there. No one's taught them. They don't know how. And they've been told their entire life having feelings and showing emotions and vulnerability is weakness in men. Exactly. And And that's not true. And that's not true. But we're in this space now where... You know, we, we women want our men to show up strong and we want them to show up protective and, you know, and being our men, you know, and yet, mm-hmm. and yet we also want them to have their feelings when it's convenient for us. I mean, like, we got to be right. honest about, you know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, we so, do do that, right? Yeah, we do. And that's something that we women have to take responsibility for. And here's yeah. what I say. We're every... Every relation, there's three people in a relationship. There's there's mm-hmm. me, there's you, and there's us. Yeah, and I love that. And we need. To, I still need to be me and love me and, and and pour into me and become keep being the best version of me that I can, so I can bring her to this dance. And you need to continue to work on being the best man you can and and and, and you know pursuing your goals and being the protector provider or whatever it is your role is. I don't even want to like put gender roles on it. Maybe the man stays mm-hmm. home and does this and the woman's out there being the boss, like whatever it is, but whatever mm-hmm. roles um, and energy has been decided that this is how we want this relationship to be. So there's me, there's you, and then there's us. And the mm-hmm. us is where we negotiate everything in terms of what, what is the, what are the guideposts for us in this relationship? Yeah that work for you and me, not the Joneses down the street, not my girlfriend, not my other friend who's been like married or a single or whatever, whatever they're doing is for them. And if it's working great, and if it's not working, then whatever. And we can learn from what other people are doing. But at the, at the end of the day, it's what works for us that we decide. So how, if we, if we disagree on things, 
what are the rules of engagement and talking about it. Some people need to unpack and talk about it right then, and some people need a, a minute or two to walk away, right. think, come back. You know. So I think one of the most important things is understanding who we are in this relationship and how do we treat the relationship with so much respect that we're constantly looking for ways to solve problems, to make things better. And so I think that energy has to be established at the beginning. And if you're always, if I always say this, if in a great relationship, I think the each other is getting up every single day and going, how can I pour into this relationship to make it better? Yeah. You're not thinking about, hey, what, what, what can you do for me today? Or, you know, what are you doing for me? That's, right. that's a very selfish energy to be in a relationship with. You got to take right. care of you. They got to take care of them in terms of who you are as a human. And then together, together we, we do this dance and we talk right. about the dance and we check in with the dance and we, hey, you know, how are we doing? Like, or how are you feeling? Are you feeling supported? Are you feeling respected? Are you feeling like, is everything going the way we want it to go? And if not, let's just fix it. Let's talk about right. it. Let's do something different. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. it's not that complicated. And I think the only time that it comes into play, and I'm just saying with Ray, I'm not talking about with, you know, really like abusive or mental health, deep mental health issues or or drug addictions. I mean, the, a lot of those things will, will prevent, you know, healthy response to making things better um difficult but in regular relationships day in and day out with the regular bullshit that we all deal with it's because we're not talking yeah yeah and that's being stuck in a bucket of lack of communication yeah and if you can't get out of that bucket you are not ever going to have a great relationship you're going to be living as two strangers doing your life and you're not going to have the us part the dance to me that that beautiful dance of the two of us creating a beautiful relationship together and playing with how great it can be and experimenting with how 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 could just orgasmic how can be orgasmic back to your your orgasmic (laughs) relationships how that how do we get that middle piece to be orgasmic to just feel good all the time you're on a cloud of floating with i'm with my person i feel safe i feel protected i feel like i can show up and be whoever i am on any given day and that person's going to still love me that is an orgasmic relationship absolutely absolutely and that's what we're striving towards but again sometimes we get in our own way by holding on to the past and identifying ourselves as failures or mistake prone and and all of that good things instead of using those experiences no matter how bad they were to propel us to the next level absolutely and this is true yeah this is true whether you're single or in a relationship 100 percent. and i think yeah. it's just getting re- a couple things it's just getting real and honest with yourself uh, not trying to find blame somewhere else because all we do when we try to find put the blame on someone else is we're just shirking the responsibility of doing the work You know, um, not that other people don't deserve to, you know, take, you know, if somebody does something, if somebody has an affair, 
you know yeah you know <laughs> and, 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 you know that's they they made that choice to do that that's not on you they now there may be reasons why the affair took place that needs to be unpacked that needs to be looked at um uh, but again the ultimate decision for the person who decided to have the affair that's 100% on them N- exactly. nobody is to blame you made the choice you know that's on you but what's on us in the relationship is how did that we get to that point that that yeah. felt like something that was acceptable doable and that could be forgiven you know if we're gonna keep it keep it moving so i think again it's just being really living in the present i say i say this saying is we spend too much time looking toward the past just ruminating about the past playing the movie the movie over and over and over and over in our head for what why why we continue to watch that movie we already know how that movie goes we know how it ends right the only reason to go back to the past i say two reasons to learn the lessons from the experiences Mm -hmm. because you got to grab the lessons Mm -hmm. because if you don't grab the lessons then again we're going to have a repeated uh, cycle so we grab the lessons and then the other really important piece about going back to the past is a lot of times we write the story of our lives and who we are you know i i think of our lives as books uh, as a book we all have our own book to write and maybe that chapter two in our life when we were a child we we put we gave it a narrative that we now know because of we've grown and we've done the work and we've done the therapy and that we go back and go, oh, that wasn't true at all. It wasn't about me mm-hmm. not being good enough. It was about other people. I need to rewrite that. I need to rewrite that chapter mm-hmm. in my book of my life. Mm-hmm. I need to make it be more, I need to bring it up to speed to what I actually understand now. So some of the old stories we tell about ourselves um, that we think are real then we realize or no no that's not actually that's not how it was at all now that i've learned i'm going to rewrite it make sure that chapter's edited so i can move forward in a healthier more grounded more truthful book if you will right, right. so i think right. those are the two important reasons to go backwards but besides that the movie is the end of the movie is not changing so let's get to the present and then we t- worry 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 about the future well it hasn't happened. Why are we spending time worrying about things that haven't happened? Why don't we just focus on right here, right now? What am I supposed to be doing in my life right now that's that is um, in line with who I'm trying to become, what I'm trying to achieve, what I'm who I'm trying to call in? Right. So let me let me add a little twist to it sure. because. When we when we talk about being stuck and going back into to the past, I think those are some good points. But then I think about some of us who get stuck in how do I want to say this? They're 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 in a relationship. They've been let's say the relationship has been around for 10, 15, 20 years. And in the beginning it was good, like say the first five years. And then the last fifteen years was traumatic. When I say traumatic, I'm, I'm dramatic. It was a lot of drama, a lot of chaos, a lot of back and forth, a lot of heartache. There was fewer, there was more negative memories than there are positive memories. 
And so I'm also seeing women get stuck in this loop of we I'm in year 10 of this relationship and I'm trying to make this relationship work because I know it can be good because it was good the first year of the relationship. And I keep holding on to that memory of the past, trying to recreate it in my present so I can have a better future. But they keep doing it with the same person who has who is not doing their own work and owning their own shit in order to become the better person to create and give love that's on a level they both can receive. Yeah, and honestly, it's it's as simple as this. And as the work is not easy, but the but the what you need to do is simple. So let's just go back when we first get married. <laughs> Or first go into a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in love and there's lust and everything's great and we're learning. And, you know, it's it's fun. It's the honeymoon yeah. phase. It's called that yeah. for a reason, right? Absolutely. And we can't expect that the entire 20, 30, 40, 50 years is going to be a honeymoon. That's not what relationships are. That is always just, it's like the first bite of cake. It's like the first bite of that pasta. It tastes so delicious. It's the first sip of wine, you know? It all tastes so yummy in the beginning, but then there's so many more things to eat and taste and try and experience. And part of that is doing the hard seasons of life together. The, Mm -hmm. The most... Um, difficult seasons that two people work through together and come out on the other end together strengthen the relationship. They make it better. We've learned that we can do hard things together. Um, And now we can start facing harder and harder things together. And then there has to be the lows to appreciate the highs. Right, absolutely. you know, and there. So it's we just have to know there's going to be an ebb and a flow. Oh, okay, we're going into a season that's going to be a little challenging. I'm expecting you. Hello, it's I'm not surprised. Here we are. Now, I think that for many couples, um, we we get out of that honeymoon phase and we actually start, you know, living life, real life. That's when all the things come in. And if we haven't mm-hmm. talked about how we're going to navigate that, how we feel about those things, how we're going to work through those things together. Do we even have an energy of, of mutual teamwork with things? Exactly. Because you have never talked about it before because there was nothing to talk about. You guys were talking about yeah. where we going to go eat and does, do I look good in this dress? I mean, like, right. you weren't talking about deep things. You need to talk about these things before you get married. I am such a big believer in premarital counseling or premarital therapy mm-hmm. because so many people get married based upon, oh, they're so happy and this, this is their person and life is great right now. Life is fantastic. Every, love, love will find a way. You know, if we love each other, everything will be fine. That, yeah. that is that's, a that's fairy tale. Wish, right. That's wishful thinking. Love is great. Don't get me wrong, but love is not all you need. It's not you all need you need. Good, you need effective communication. You need to be on the same page. You need to understand what partnership is. And that's and going back to what you were saying. That is what I'm seeing that's missing in couples who are in relationships, but they are stuck in the cycle of toxic behavior, unhealthy behavior, lack of communication, cheating, going back and forth. And these couples may be married, they may not be married. 
or you know they're they're just in this vicious cycle and they just can't break out of it because they're more committed to the idea of being with this person than they are to the idea of being in a healthy relationship and that's where they have to ask themselves why do i feel that way why yeah why do I, yeah. why am I choosing, is this what you would, I always say, was this what you would choose for your daughter? Is this what you would choose mm. for your best girlfriend? You have to get out and look objectively in. What is the real reason that I am staying here in this relationship where there is toxic behavior going on? Now I'm going to say if the other person is being toxic, not you, right? Because um, yeah. sometimes yeah. toxic people don't see that they're toxic and that they're right. creative. So <laughs> that's a whole other show, right? Um <laughs> But again, in therapy, we find out these things. But I think that the key is, is like before we get into situations in relationships where we make a long-term commitment, you know, we're dating, we, okay, we, well, we, you know, we're data collecting. We first start dating, we're data collecting, we're like, we're, hopefully we have made our non-negotiable list. I am looking for, mm-hmm. and these are my non-negotiables, no matter what, whoever you are, you have to fit these certain amount of things. For me... I mean, just a couple would be, you have to be a kind person. You can't ever be someone who lashes out in, in crazy anger. You have to be an incredible communicator. You like to love communicating. Like if you mm-hmm. don't like communicating and you don't really like to talk a lot or unpack or self-discover, nah, I, I don't care what you look like. We're, we're not doing this. Right. Because so much of the of the fun in relationships to me is, is being able to just talk for hours with my partner and analyze and think about things and and you know if one of us is showing up a funny way that we actually talk about it and not blame each other or make right. you know so it's that's the fun for me so there's there everybody should have some non-negotiables um that they're willing to that they that they will not compromise on um and I'll guarantee you that if you do that and you check your list you will make some better choices, you know? And as soon as you start seeing, I think also people stay in relationships. Okay, well, I've been in this relationship for, you know, four years, five years, you know, and, you know, I've invested so much time. Yeah. But I just, I just can't yeah. start over again. It's just too hard to start over. So I'm just going to, I'm gonna, basically what you're saying is I want to fucking settle. Pretty I made I made this much of an investment. I'm going to settle. I'm just going to pray and hope it gets better. And I'm just going to be angry and resentful for the rest of this time, basically, is what's going to happen. Because you're not setting this relationship up for success. You already know you probably shouldn't be in it. So right there is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But we force ourselves to stay. We force ourselves to give more of ourselves into the relationship and actually cause a relationship burnout because you're putting so much energy, so much time, so much effort into a relationship and you're getting little to nothing in return. And that's That's because the other person and you, the two of you, I'm not blaming, the two of you who had not sat down and become aligned in the purpose of working on the relationship together. It's like, I'm over here working on it and he doesn't really know what I'm doing. And he's over there thinking what he's doing is working on it. But he, but that, that it's like, you're trying to work on it in two separate rooms. Right. Exactly. Same room, same table, same conversation together. This is the together part. And then we agree like on, okay, you know, baby, I feel so much more uh, aligned in this relationship and happy in this relationship when these things are going on. And I, 
you know, it really means a lot to me. And then she can share the same things. And they both work on giving the other people what, you know, what they need in terms of their love language, in terms of right. what they're, what they individually need to feel, what they need to feel in order to become their best self. Right. So yeah. that work has yeah. to be done, but I'm telling you most of the time people don't do that kind of work. And I know there's a big stigma. It's going away now with getting help, getting counseling, getting therapy. Thank I'm goodness. So grateful. Thank I'm so yes. grateful. <laughs> and this is ex- everybody needs a a some a person. Everyone needs either a therapist or a counselor or a life coach or a best yeah. friend who's objective. Um, yeah. somebody who they can unpack and be real with and and not have fear of judgment so they can see how have someone help them see a clear path to solutions, right? Right, absolutely. And and that's the, and I think that's, that is one thing that could help relationships go further and stand the test of times. So basically what, what we've just said here is if you're in a relationship and you're feeling stuck in this cycle of unhealthy habits or toxic behavior, stuff like that, the very first thing you need to do is have have a conversation, have clear, effective communication with your partner and get alignments on what you both desire out of the relationship. Not what you want to get, but what do you want to experience? How do you want to feel? What are the things that's going to allow you to experience and feel those things you want to experience? And then ask yourself, is my partner capable of giving me those experiences? And am I capable of giving my partner those experiences so that you can make a decision whether or not you're in the right relationship or if you just need to, the the buzzword now is uncouple. If you need to uncouple or end the relationship so that you can kind of do your own work, heal yourself, get unstuck and become the next best version of yourself so that you can receive the healthy love you truly desire. Absolutely. yeah, so that's the pathway if you're stuck in a relationship. Now, if you are stuck, you're, you're single, and you find yourself being stuck with fear and being or hiding behind a wall because you don't want to get hurt, but you know that you want a relationship. You know that you want to give love. You know you want to receive love, but you have this almost primal fear of being hurt again, how can we, what's the pathway to get unstuck from that? The, just facing the truth that in any relationship, there's a possibility that you can get hurt. That's it. There, there's no protective, you know, armor that you can put on that's going to mm-hmm. say, oh, I'll never get hurt if I'm wearing this. You know yeah. what that is? That's not dating. That's not trying. Right. That's not giving anybody a chance. The truth of the matter is we all in any relationship, any relationship in the world that we could have best friends with parents, with that we can be hurt, but that's part of life. It's how are we going to manage through the hurt? It's how are we going to identify red flags? Okay. So let's just go with somebody that's like, I'm so afraid I've been, you know, I've had these shitty, shitty ass relationships and it's like everybody I go out with, it's just, it's not working. So the first thing we have, to, and you have fear, like you just have fear of being hurt and you, and you carry that hurt and fear. And this is the worst possible thing that you take all that hurt and fear and you, from the past relationships that other people have done and you carry it with you in this little bag on your back into your mm-hmm. new relationship. And you put mm-hmm. all that 
shit onto this man who's like, he just arrived. He's like brand new, trying to like do good stuff, and you're already got attitude. Are you going to do this to me? And you're you're already like you're you're you know all the toxic stuff that women do, right? You're already Mm -hmm. on the toxic train because of the past. That man does not deserve that. Give him a chance to show who he is. You know, don't don't start. I always say that you you can always start. Everybody in my book gets 10 points. Like everybody is everybody's got full points, 10 points. And if you do things that are undesirable for me, then you start to lose lose points. points. You don't start with zero and have to earn every point. Right, it's kind of like a basketball like gymnastics theory of life. Yeah, everybody starts with ten points, man. I think everybody's awesome until, and then we get into it, and we'll see, you know, how that that stays. Until you prove me otherwise. Until you prove it otherwise, exactly. You, I'm not going to put shit on on you from past relationships just because you're a man. All men aren't anything. All women aren't anything. I know that's right. You know, so and the other thing I really wanted to share in that is is know that I have a chance to get hurt. But let's maybe move a little differently in this upcoming relationship. Maybe we set up some boundaries that are a little bit different. Maybe we set up how quickly we're going to give of ourselves. This one's a tough one for me. And I still find it to be a tough one. Um, and And as a relationship coach, you know, tell me what your thoughts are is I'm a very giving, loving person. So when I enter into a new dating scenario... I'm very giving and loving and let me do that. And I just want to just pour, 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 pour into this person because that's who I am. But I have been told time and time again, listen to, you know, read books, listen to like all this, like, no girl, no girl. (laughs) Like, don't give it, let them get an essence. Let them take a few bites of what they're getting into. Let them know who you are at your soul in terms of, yes, I'm a giver, not a taker. I'm a kind person, not a mean person. I'm a, you know, let them know at generally who you are, but don't try to sell it too hard, too fast, too soon. Right. You're giving too much of yourself too soon before you, before you determine if they have the capacity to receive and appreciate and reciprocate. Yep. what you give exactly because remember i think you even said this earlier maybe in our previous conversation that dating is about information gathering it is it's hard for you to gather information if you're just bobbing and all your love on them <laughs> yeah you're doing so much outpouring that you're not in the receiving mode and, and women most of us women i'm gonna say most of us women many of us women like to see like what have you got what do you what what who are you as a man how are you moving you know and I'm not, i know we're doing yeah. men women but it could be either but like yeah, yeah. but like give him a chance to show up so you can data collect on him. But if you're driving, like some of us, okay. High achieving women. We're, we freaking want to control shit. We're aggressive. aggressive. (laughs) We want to control shit. We want to like tell you how it should be. Like, don't do that. Chill, relax and be in your feminine and see who he's bringing to the, to the table. Allow him to lead allow right. him to show you who he is because you're going to be able to data collect a lot more information if you just sit and be your beautiful wonderful self be loving and respectful and cute and fun and all the things that you are but yeah. but don't take control of the relationship don't try to manage the relationship and i think that happens a lot when we get confused 
with, you know, when we when we are doers and we are, you know, you know, taking the lead on so many areas of our life, sometimes we forget that that's not what a lot of men want. Some men do. Some yeah. men love a really yeah. strong woman. They want her to, you know, lead, they want that, her to lead and they want her to make decisions yeah. and her to be in control. And if you're looking for a, a more of a beta type of a man and you're, cause you're an alpha female and that works for you. Fantastic. Right. right. But you just have to know what right. you're looking for and what you're aligned with. But, right. but when, when a alpha man, let's just talk about it, a, a man who wants to be control, who wants to lead, who wants to feel valued, who wants to feel respected, who wants to feel needed. Girl, if you're doing all that, he's going to show up and go, what do you need me for? Right. right. Seems like you we don't have, really need me. So used to, we're so used to doing that we have forgotten how to be. Just and because we can do doesn't mean, need, mean we need to. Question. Right. And sometimes... Again, the control, because there are, there are times where I feel like I'm more controlling. I like to control my environment. I like to control, you know, how things are going. And a lot of that is simply because I want to feel safe. And, and I justify it by saying that, um, that I am in charge of my safety. I know that my fiance can provide safety. I know certain aspects of my life can provide safety. But if all else fails, I have to make sure that Sharika is safe. Mm -hmm. And that that's probably from some experience I had in my childhood. But there are times I have to learn to relax and lean back a little bit so that he can lean in or whomever I'm with can lean in and show me his capacity to to provide safety or show me his capacity to lead or whatever it is I want him to do. Mm -hmm. But if I'm so afraid of, you know, like I had one friend tell me she doesn't ever want to be asked out. And so in in a lot of in, in a lot of women have that that fear. They don't want to be asked out by a man. They don't want to be left on the side of the street. They don't want to be left um, stuck at a, you know, on the side of the road because her and her man had an argument. So she would rather drive every time they go out. Like there's little things that we do that's that's a result of us being stuck and past hurt and past pain. But like you said, once we number one come to terms with the fact that pain is inevitable. But suffering, suffering is, is not <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, so you have to accept the fact that pain is going to happen in your life. But how are you going to handle the pain? How are you going to bounce back from it? And then number two, going back, if you are revisiting the past, you're revisiting for the purpose of learning the lesson, taking notes. Like I should have a journal. I probably should have should have brought it here today. But I have a journal. I actually keep in my journal miracles. I keep in my journal answer prayers. I keep in my journal lessons learned. And I do that so that I won't forget because we have short-term memory, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to hurt, pain, and, and good feelings. As soon as pain happens or disappointment happens, we forget the good thing that just happened 38 seconds ago. Yep. We forget the miracle that just happened 24 hours ago mm -hmm. and we hold on to that. So if you make a habit, I recommend making a habit of writing down the lessons learned from your past because what I, what also happens too, you document that in your journal 
of those lessons learned so that you can remember in the future. But as you are revisiting that and maybe you haven't gotten the whole lesson learned and you're experiencing that hurt and pain again, you're like, oh yeah, there was another layer to that lesson. I forgot, I did that. I missed the first time. So you're constantly having those building blocks. And when you write it down, it, it sticks to your memory. You write it down, it makes it real for you. You write it down, it gets in your spirit and you're able to act on it and implement those lessons learned the next time around. Absolutely. But yeah, if you if you focus so much on the feeling of hurt, the feeling of pain, the feeling of shame, the feeling of disappointment, if you attach yourself to this, like you were saying earlier, you bathe in it and it becomes your second skin. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it becomes, becomes who you identify who yourself you as. Yeah, I am the person who it walks around hurt. I am the person who walks around being shit on. Well, nobody's gonna be attracted to that energy. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so I think exactly. too, um, you were just saying something that uh, struck a, a thought in my head. Um, it's, I do believe that it's much more difficult in this day and age for sure to find our person because we become so independent. We, 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 we don't, we can make our own money. Like before, in the you know, way back in the day, it's like, you know, women, you know, didn't work. And it was very traditional. And it was very like, this is kind of what you do. You find somebody who can, you know, provide and you marry them and you have babies and you move on. Like today, there's so many possibilities of what relationships can look like. And we all are very often, you know, have many more things we're chasing in this world than we used to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so I do think that things have become more challenging. And I also think there's this, we live in a culture of such tremendous comparison that we, that we forget that when we, what a commitment is, right? A commitment isn't like until things get shitty and then we move on to something else. A commitment is we were going to work through shit. We're going to work through things. When, when, the, when the season of difficulty comes, we're, we're, you know, hatching down together to figure out the solutions. We're not... Mm-hmm going immediately to blame and maybe I'm not with the right person and maybe I need to jump like there's so much you know hey if this doesn't feel good I'm going to jump the ship well nobody can feel safe in that relationship right? and that's where we hold back and we don't show up as ourselves because what if I ever show up and he doesn't like it he's going to just bail because he's not committed to the the end which is staying together through all of it you know and that's i think really important too is we when we data collect you know as we start to go out and date we're trying to find out you know first of all you know, our, our basics like our non-negotiables are they meeting that are you know all the things that we are basically looking for in a relationship that we can kind of see at the beginning but then you know we've got to get to the deeper stuff because the reason why you stay in a relationship that you shouldn't be in longer than you should is because you never ask the questions. So you get four years down the road and then you realize, oh, wait, what do you mean you don't want to have a family? Like you never talked about it. You know, you were 24, now you're 29 or 30. And like, wait a minute, you, you never ever, we never talked about the fact that you didn't. And you're like, all you ever wanted to do was be a mom. And now you've mm-hmm. wasted four years and you never asked the question. So I think once we, you know, we kind of get into a relationship and it's consistent and you've, you you know, you're, you're committed to each other in terms of, you know, exclusive relationship, you have to ask the question where, if this was to work out well, 
what do you see? Are you a marriage-minded person? Are you not a marriage-minded person? Um, mm-hmm. Like, where are we going? What What do we each want? And that has to be discussed sometime within the first six months, maybe? Oh, yeah. Because yep. if you're getting on the train and, and his train's going there and your train's going over here, you got to find that out soon so you can just, you know, get on a different train. So, yeah. So I think it's really important that in the beginning, you know, we, we have to discover these, these important, where is our train going? Where do we both want to go? Okay. We both want to go to the same place. Cool. Like, you know, what does your future look like? What are your hopes and dreams? You know, uh, let's say you live with your family and you've always lived in one city and you never want to leave them because all of your family and all of your friends and everything that you love is grounded here. And he's like, yeah, well, my big, my big dream is to get that, that job in New York city. Well, if he's headed to New York city and you don't ever want to leave here, that's, that's something you should think about right now. Right. You're not aligned. You're not not aligned aligned. in some big things. Yeah, I think you're right in the sense of dating is very different and finding your partner in this day and age is very different. And a lot of it, well, this this could definitely go into a whole nother show here, but some of the root cause of it is dating, as we know, it has only been around for less than 50 years. Absolutely, right? No, so that's the first problem. Number two, men's and women's roles society-wise has changed dramatically Dramatically. in the last 50 years (laughs) it's very confusing right and and not just not just with how you show up in a relationship but just here in the last 50 years women can now have their own bank account yeah my mother when she was born she wasn't able to have her own bank account so yes we have more options and more of a voice as women today that our mothers did and our grandmothers did. So the advice and the things they taught us about relationships from their perspective does not totally apply to, to who men and women are today. And then the other, the other side of that is we're not always clear on what it is that we desire in a relationship. We haven't, sat down especially when we enter into when we first start dating or first enter into a relationship we don't set ground rules or ground definitions like i remember when i first started dating my fiance i think i used to get on his nerves a little bit because i used to always say what is your definition of this word because nine times out of ten my definition or how i thought about it was different than his and we needed to say this is what a commitment means to me this is what a marriage means to me this is what blah 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 means to me and when we had that conversation we were able to say oh i see where our differences are or maybe it's just a difference in perspective let me let me shift a little bit for you and you can see how we are actually aligned or how we are actually not aligned Mm -hmm. you know and so those types of things if i if we're not clear on what it is that we desire what it looks like what it feels like what it tastes like well what we desire it to look like feel like taste like it's hard for us to pick partners for us who are in alignment with the woman that we are today and the woman that we desire to become tomorrow but again 100 so that's a whole other show no, that, that is a whole other show and honestly it's it's that's exactly what we say is we say to our partners we say hey so what does that look like for you Mm-hmm. Right, not just sticking on the words. Like I love that because words have, 
words are powerful, but they have different meanings for different people. And you're right. You can miss the entire boat on communication if we if we don't take the next step in the conversation and say, okay, so what does commitment look like for you, for instance, right? What, what Tell me that. Tell, show, you're watching the movie, you know, what does that look like? Um, and, mm-hmm. and having those deeper conversations. The other thing I want to go back to really quick to sort of just loop back into when you said, you know, that you have a lot of people who are stuck in relationships right now. So if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're feeling really stuck in a relationship, the best thing for you to do is go to your partner and say, hey, I, let, I, I really want to know how I'm doing. I, I really want to know how I'm showing up for you. Start, do it by taking responsibility for like, I want to make sure that, you know, like a little check-in point. Like, I want to make sure that, you know, you're happy. And like, we, we really haven't talked in a long time. We've been so busy. You've been so busy doing that. And I've been doing this. And we kind of are two ships passing the night. And sometimes I just don't feel like we're as happy as we used to be. And and I want to get back to that. How do you, how do you feel about that? Like, Mm-hmm. don't go after them and says, you know what? I'm really frustrated with you. And you start putting them on the defensive with all the things they're doing wrong. Well, that's never going to lead to a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Right, it has right. to feel like, Hey, I, I, I want to show up better for you. I want to show up. I feel like, you know, I, I maybe have maybe, you know, fallen off a little bit cause we, you know, been so whatever it is sort of like take the position of how am I doing for you? Because then they, hopefully if you've picked the right person is going to be very excited about, Oh my gosh, like, well, yeah, I mean, gosh, maybe I'm not showing up for you as well as I need to. Let's talk about that. Yes. And I think doing those types of um, things are are really important on an ongoing basis is checking in with each other on a, on a regular basis. I think that's critical. So if you're in a stuck place right now, approach with love, approach with solution focused, approach with taking responsibility approach with i want us to be as good as we can possibly be and i feel like we're just been going in 16 different directions for nobody's nobody's fault but like let's get back to like making sure we're both on the same pl- in the same you yeah. know we're on the same train yeah. right so i, I just yeah, I approach that. approach with that way and not with negative and accusing accusing and your list of things that he's right. not doing well Right. I love that. I think that that's great advice. And honestly, I think this whole podcast could be like a book by itself. There was <laughs> you gave so much good information, Kim, so many good strategies and and help bring more awareness into the ways that we can get stuck and how we can get ourselves unstuck, whether you're in a relationship or if you're single and kind of stuck in the past, in the, in the patterns of the past. So I really just thank you, Kim, for just being here and letting your light shine and, and sharing all your information, your inspiration here today. Oh, it was a pleasure. It's just one of my favorite subjects. And I do really believe that one of the, uh, you know, the gifts of, of this life is to find a love that feels like like you can do anything right yeah. like you can yeah. do anything like you and you can because we're the the end thing i want to say is we all are love we are born as love in love with love we're these we're these beautiful pure creatures right and i think as we grow up we we're constantly trying to find our way back to that and life has right. a lot of things to get in the way so um 
we're all worthy of love. We all deserve love. We all are love. And so getting to be able to feel that way, you know, on the reg is, I think, really, really important. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And for our audience that's listening, how can they get in contact with you if they want to learn more about you or learn more about your services? Sure. Uh, So basically, Instagram is probably the best place, Inspired Growth Coaching. And you can find me on Instagram there. You can send me a message, um, inspiredgrowthcoaching.com. Um, I have a website, but most people don't even deal with websites. Just go to Instagram. <laughs> I'm on. Fa- yeah. I have a Facebook as well, but I don't go on there quite as much. I find most people are are uh, more on Instagram. Or you can email me as well, um, and that is Kimberly at inspiredgrowthcoaching.com. But yeah, just find me on Instagram, inspiredgrowthcoaching. Okay, thank you so much, Kim. And again, that's everything you shared here today was just. It was juicy. It was good. It was all the things that we needed today. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. And if you want to hear more too, I actually do a podcast with my girlfriend, Danielle. It's called The Daily Poor. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there we talk about a lot of these same subjects, pouring into ourselves, pouring into others, um, just really getting into these these uh, conversations a little bit more. So if you do enjoy listening to that kind of thing, you can pop on over there and, you know, pick an episode or two that you that you might like where I'm on all the platforms as well. So it's fun. All right. Awesome. Awesome. And again, thank you for showing up here today. And to my audience, thank you for showing up here again today for another episode of Orgasmic Relationships. And as always, be bold, brilliant, and completely unstoppable in the pursuit of what your heart truly desires in your life and in your relationships. I'll talk to you next time.